This is Elaine Hall from St. Matthew's United Methodist Church, and this is our worship recording for Sunday, December 6th, the second Sunday of Advent. It is good to be back with you for worship, and it's pretty disappointing that we can't do it in person. I love you, I miss you, and I'm grateful for the chance to worship God together. Will you pray with me? God, as we worship, as we listen to your scripture and reflect on your word for us, open our hearts to you, and may we welcome your healing presence. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our first scripture today comes from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. I'm reading from the voice translation. Six months later in Nazareth, a city in the rural province of Galilee, the heavenly messenger Gabriel made another appearance. This time the messenger was sent by God to meet with a virgin named Mary, who was engaged to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David himself. The messenger entered her home. Greetings, you are favored and the Lord is with you. Among all the women on earth, you have been blessed. The heavenly messenger's words baffled Mary and she wondered what type of greeting this was. Mary, don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. Listen, you are going to become pregnant. You will have a son and you must name him Savior or Jesus. Jesus will become the greatest among men. He will be known as the son of the highest God. God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over the covenant family of Jacob forever. Mary said, but I have never been with a man. How can this be possible? And the messenger said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The Most High will overshadow you. That's why this holy child will be known as not just your son, but also as the Son of God. It sounds impossible. But listen, you know your relative Elizabeth has been unable to bear children and is now far too old to be a mother. Yet she has become pregnant, as God willed it. Yes, in three months she will have a son. So the impossible is possible with God. And Mary said, Here I am, the Lord's humble servant. As you have said, let it be done to me. And the heavenly messenger was gone. When the angel appeared to Mary, I imagine she felt surprised. I bet she was shocked. He disrupted her life her plans to marry Joseph and live in their village, all the expectations she would have had for the pattern of her life were upended because here's this angel saying that she will be the mother of God. In a different way, I think we're all experiencing disruption right now. 
We're continuing to adapt to COVID and to the safety measures that it requires. Our lives as we knew them, our habits and our patterns and our routines have all been upended. And that's a disruption. For Mary, the disruption is also an invitation. It's a question, will she partner with God to bring good into the world? Will she be so open to God's presence that God is literally brought into the world through her? Will she do that even as she faces the fact that life as she knew it is completely rearranged? I wonder, can our disruption also be an invitation? How can God be present to us here and now, right in the middle of the disruption and the confusion and the uncertainty? How can God be present to us? How can God bring healing in and through us? Can we be open to God with us right here and now? Can we be open to the hope that God brings in the midst of the confusion, in the midst of the chaos, that the voice of God and the presence of God say to us, there is healing and there is hope even in the midst of the troubles. We don't have to wait for some future time for when the vaccine is distributed or when the restrictions are lifted. We don't hope just for what will happen next. We're invited to hope for what God might do right now in us, filling us with his love and through us sharing that love even and especially in the hard moments. When Mary receives that invitation, she says, I'm in. Let's do this thing. Okay, God, I don't understand. I'm still surprised and shocked. This is still turning my life upside down. But yes, I'm in. Let's do this together. And that's not God's mean demand of her. That's God's joyful presence with her. I wonder, can we say, yes, God, we're in. We're with you. We're ready to receive your love and your presence and your peace. We're ready to hold your grace in ourselves and share it with the people around us. Can we say yes to God's gracious invitation, even and especially in the middle of our disruption. After Mary says yes to God and she's pregnant with Jesus, she travels to see her cousin Elizabeth, who is also expecting an unexpected baby. While they're together, Mary sings a song of praise. She sings a song of praise that's shaped by the song of praise that Hannah sings in the Old Testament. 
And it's a song of praise that recognizes God's redeeming power, even and especially in the hard places and for the people who are afraid. That song has traditionally been called the Magnificat. And there's a version in our United Methodist hymnal on page 198. My soul gives glory to my God, my heart pours out its praise. God lifted up my lowliness in many marvelous ways. Mary's soul overflows with glory to God. She offers praise just for who God is and for the ways that God has come to her and spoken to her. My God has done great things for me. Yes, holy is his name. All people will declare me blessed, and blessings they shall claim. Mary recognizes that the gift that God has given her will be a gift that others see and celebrate as well. From age to age to all who fear, such mercy love imparts, dispensing justice far and near, dismissing selfish hearts. Throughout all the ages, God's mercy is based in God's love. And God's justice reaches out to rearrange the ways that we think things have to go. The patterns that we have become so used to. Those who are selfish will be dismissed. They will not get to act on or hurt others by their grasping. Love cast the mighty from their thrones, promotes the insecure, leaves hungry spirits satisfied, the rich seem suddenly poor. God leaves hungry spirits satisfied. Just in the moments that we feel most needy, God is most ready to respond. And when we reach out to and connect with those who are most needy, we are closest to God. Praise God whose loving covenant 
supports those in distress, remembering past promises with present faithfulness. God's covenant supports those in distress, not abstractly, not some those that we don't know of, but those who are in distress, those who are weary and tired from this disease, those who are facing overflowing ICUs, those who have given to the point of exhaustion as they provide care for others, God's loving covenant says that that is not the end of the story, that God's love will transform all that distress, and that even in the middle of it, we can celebrate God's presence And we can experience hope. God remembers God's past promises. God acts based on the ways God has acted for God's people throughout time. And God does it again here and now with faithful, present faithfulness. Thanks be to God that God is making all things new. Thanks be to God that God has called us to join in that making all things new. And praise God that Mary said yes and that we can live our yes each and every day. Amen. Will you pray with me? God, we are so grateful for your present faithfulness. We're grateful that here and now, in this very moment, and in these difficult days, you are with us to love and to lead and to comfort. God, we pray that you would help us to recognize and welcome your presence. Help us to rest in your love. Help us to respond to your call. We pray, God, not just for ourselves, but for your church scattered throughout the world. God, for those who gather in the name of Jesus, may we be people who accept your commission in the world. And find hope in your presence here and now. We pray for the leaders and the rulers of our world. We pray for those who make decisions that affect so many others. God, may those decisions be made with grace and strength and courage. May they care especially for those who are lost or weak or forgotten. God, we pray for our President Donald and for our Governor Roy, for 
all those elected and appointed to be our leaders. May we, together with them, work for our common good and care for all people. We pray for our local community. We pray for our doctors and nurses and public health and hospital employees. God, give them strength and courage. We pray for our teachers and school staff and students as they seek to teach and learn in such trying circumstances. May they be filled with an extra measure of your grace. God, we pray for the particular concerns that have been raised among us. We pray for Robin Binge as he recovers from his surgery, for Roy and Hannah Ledford, and for all those who are dear to us. Hold them, O God, and hold us in the strong arms of Jesus as we pray the words that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now I leave you with these words of blessing from Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. The Lord will not let your foot be moved. The Lord who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, the one who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil and will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forward and forevermore. Amen.